Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. And today we are examining culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Buckle up. This one, you're, you're, we're based this one on something that made me really mad. That's for sure. So welcome to Flyover Conservatives Podcast. We are so glad you're here today. Uh, check out our blog. If you haven't seen it, uh, go to flyoverconservatives.com. Make sure you register for the newsletter. But truly, I think we have one of the best blogs around. I think our blog is as good as uh, Daily Wire yep. or anybody out there, but check it out for yourself and see what you think. we got Definitely. a great one Chelsea about- Chelsea Commodore is truly a fabulous writer, and this week's especially was really powerful. Dr. Fauci's in her yep. crosshairs, so beware, Doc. All right. <laughs> Unfiltered cigarettes versus avocado toast. That's today's podcast. I love that title. Unfiltered cigarettes versus avocado toast, and here's why we're talking about this. Um, this language has been in our culture for, for a few years now, and you've all seen uh, memes and different things. I'm going to pop one on the screen the other day that came on while I was at the bank. We we're waiting in line, actually sitting in a chair waiting on a banker to, to take us. And this popped up in my feed, so showed on the screen there. You have uh, uh, Clint Eastwood and Telly Savalas in a movie called uh, Kelly's Heroes. Clint Eastwood plays the role of Kelly. Uh, it's World War II style Came out movie. Came like 1970 or something like that. Quite a while back. And so there's mm-hmm. there's this thing of like, this was our generation, now this is your generation. And it creates this us and a them camp between mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood and, and Greta, Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg, which is really not even a fair comparison. No. Clint Eastwood versus anyone. It's almost like a Chuck Norris mythical character. So, so tell me, why did we title this Unfiltered Cigarettes uh, versus Avocado Toast? Well, there's this, there's this image of like, you know, this previous generation that was so great, they were so responsible. They dotted their I's, they crossed their T's and they were tougher. They didn't, you know, they need filters. Filters are for sissies. We just unfiltered cigarettes. And, and then this, this, you know, the greatest generation, and there's several of them. I'm not talking about just this group that's, you know, now, you know, in their eighties, mm-hmm. I'm just, it, it's, it's, it's a representative of what we'd say like previous generations that are now off the field. You get this a little bit sometimes when you watch, um, you know, Hall of Fame football players talk about how much better they were, you know. In- oh, my gosh. We could even go back to high school, you know, uh, people that we went to high school with. They're still talking about their high school days. Yeah. You know, it's always the past versus <laughs> today. You know, it's interesting. Or that whole thing. I don't even know if it's real or not, but I, I did print it here about the Egyptian tomb. I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, uh, supposedly it said in this Egyptian tomb. I don't know if it's real or not, but it, it it's makes not, for a good it's story. Not, it should be. Yeah. So it says, we <laughs> live in a decaying age. Young people no longer respect their parents. They are rude and impatient. They frequently in, inhabit taverns and have no self-control. These words expressing the all-too-familiar contemporary co- condemnation of young people were actually inscribed on a 6,000-year-old Egyptian tomb. I thought, man, I don't know if it's real or not, but people still are saying that today. You know, the generation after him, man, they're just not as tough as we were. They're, they don't have their stuff together as much as we did. Or creating this thing of just because there's a different environment, sometimes the, the weight that's put on somebody creates a different result. If you have one generation of people and their job was lifting bricks or throwing hay bales or, you know, you know, a, a physical task of I'm going to pick up something heavy and lift it here. Well, they, their grip becomes strong. They, they have physical prowess in picking up and lifting. Mm-hmm. Then another generation comes and say, there's, you know, a need to, you know, uh, a pony express type of thing that's set up on foot and you run from one town to the next and deliver messages as a courier or something. So like all the kids in that generation are like lean and long and fast and they can just run all day. Well, 
you know, it's easy to say, well, our generation is much better. These guys were so much stronger than, than these wimps today. They could barely pick up anything. And they say, well, you know what? I could, I could run for six hours straight right. and you couldn't run for six minutes. So it's true. Yeah. That when you create these us and them categories, number one, that you're setting yourself up on a lose, lose premise. Definitely. But, but it, it's a little more damaging than that because there's a power in our words and there's this there's this idea that the generation coming behind us is not as good. They're not as well equipped. They're they're weaker. They're softer. They're coddled. They're, you know, um, I mean, you, you know, this has been in. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's everywhere. I mean, you you read it in social media posts. You hear it in uh, read it in magazines. You know, it's it's just everywhere. It's spoken. Um, a lot from different and, people. And there's a hopelessness to it. Mm -hmm. And there's a curse involved in it. There's a curse in the words. Yep. And I, I'm telling you, some of you guys are going to be listening to this today and you might've participated in this. I don't, you might've been the one that posted that meme when I saw on my Facebook. I don't remember who it was. I'm not going to call anybody out, but you might be a little bit convicted in your heart. You might even want to go back and, 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 you know, repent a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, to people who you spoke curse words over. Because our words are powerful. Of, cleared off of your slate. And, and when we started really researching, uh, the, you know, the millennials, the Generation Y and Generation Z, you know, we're like, those things are not accurate. The, 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 the death that's been spoken spoken over this generation it, is actually it, it not doesn't, accurate. It doesn't hold up to no. even, even the smallest investigation, and you guys can do mm -hmm. your own. Now, Stacey and I, we're kind of in this middle deal. I don't know what we are. We're too young to be old. We're too old to be young. Huh? Uh, you know, our kids are grown. So, but we started we're, we're, that. We're not the baby boomers and we're not the millennials. Yeah. I don't know where we're at. this like limbo in between, you know, we're, we're, we're still, you know, young and sexy. If you listen on the podcast out there anywhere, um, just take my word for it. Um, but we're kind of in this in-between stage where, you know, we're, we're, we have, we have close friends that are 10 years older than us. We have a lot of close friends that are 10 and 20 years younger than us. And yep, so, so we kind of run in these interesting circles, but even with the smallest investigation, what is the fruit on the tree of yeah. what the millennials are producing? The Gen Y millennials, the, mm -hmm. the Gen Z generation that's coming up now that's like leaving high school. They're in college, mid-20s. Yeah, let, let's talk about, you know, living at home with their parents because that's something that you hear a lot. Well, why are they living at home with their parents? Well, for one, the, the millennials have run into two once-in-a-lifetime financial catastrophes that were set up by the short-sightedness and greed of the generations that went before them. Now, is that an excuse, you know, for everything in the whole world? Like, well, hey, we didn't have a chance. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's not, and I don't think they've used it as one mm -hmm. because they're doing pretty well financially in spite of some of these setbacks. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about why they're living with their parents, though. Well, there's let's a large- the other side of the- There's a large percentage of millennials that are either living with their parents out of necessity of the parents needing the support- of another member of the household mm -hmm. because of the lack of savings or, or financial setbacks of the ones that went before them. Um, one stat is in the 2016 census, um, 1.4 million millennials were shown to be supporting an adult parent. That's more than adult parents are supporting millennials financially. So that's an interesting stat. So, you know, Telly Savalas and Clint Eastwood, you know, they can pound sand on this one because, uh, that generation is actually bringing more than they're taking and they're helping more parents than parents yep. are helping them. Now, now maybe the parents helped when they were in college and there's, you know, lots of different sure. scenarios, but I'm just saying poke at these stats a little bit and they don't really hold up. Yeah. I, and here's another one that one in four millennials have over a hundred thousand dollars in savings with investments for their retirement savings accounts, those different kinds of things. That's not including uh, like their net worth as far as their home or any of those kind of things. That is just savings and investments uh, towards retirement. That's like 
That's pretty impressive. Pretty darn good. It takes yeah, a minute. especially when their incomes are an average of $47,000 a year. Man. Yeah, I mean, it takes a while to save $100,000. And more millennials than ever are living in metropolitan areas that yep. are expensive, mm-hmm. high rents. Mm-hmm. Um, so to save $100,000 is a lot. But there's a, there's a different mindset. I think that that generation is less likely to be impressed with your car. You know, mm-hmm. they, they might want an electric car versus a great big you know, car or gas escalator, or gas guzzler, or something like that. Gas guzzler. <laughs> yeah. We're in the gas guzzler crowd. We are. Uh, you know, you got a industry too, man. Those guys are needing some, especially with the current administration. So, Definitely. so we've got to buy lots of gas. <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's, there's a, a lot of different factors in that. Another one is, is the millennial generation has a higher percentage of, of attendee and graduating from college than any generation that's come before it. And it comes along with a lot of debt. It sure does. Um, now, is that, that that could be a whole podcast in and of itself, the mm-hmm. whole college experience and the value of the education that's being sold to them in loans that they can't get out of. And is that advantageous or is it an albatross around their neck? I can argue both ways. And that's not the point of, of this podcast, but I'm saying they've accumulated mm-hmm. a lot of expense that was demanded upon them by the generations that came before them. If you're going to be worth a darn, you have to have this overpriced degree even if it's in a non-marketable area. Right. And they've they've carried that debt, move forward, and still have one in four over $100,000 in the bank. That doesn't include home equity or anything else. $100,000 nope. in investments, assets, or retirement. So so I just I mean, kind, of, kind of want to make a point here that, that, that first and foremost, it's not even true, that it's kind of a ridiculous statement, this idea of, of this generation's amazing and awesome and this generation, you know, here is, you know, just a bunch of, you know, uh, avocado rain- toast eaters, rainbow <laughs> colored kittens, you know, or something, you know, it's exactly. just, exactly. It, it, it's a false premise. And there's period. a lot of hope in the future. You know, I think that is really important for us to, to really look at instead of having discouragement towards it, let's be hopeful for what the future looks like. Yeah, these it, generations that are coming up. Because when you say that you're not only cursing that individual, you're not only cursing that generation, you're cursing our country. Yes. You're cursing our country in a way of like, you know, we, stormed the beaches of Normandy and these guys over here couldn't even make it through a rainstorm. Yeah. You know, well, that, that kind of thing. It's like you're saying that we're standing on a foundation of sand and not a foundation of rock. And is it true or not true? Number one, it's irrelevant. Why would you speak death over the future and the hope of our country? To quote the and former Whitney Houston, I believe that children are our future. That's really good. What's it? Uh, uh, Teach them well and let them lead Lead the the way. way. That's what it is. Yeah, the great philosopher, Whitney Houston. Yeah, that's true. You know, so you might look at that, and let's just go back to this movie reference. You got your Clint Eastwoods, but you also have your Nancy Pelosi's. You know, so, you know, every generation is going to have, also you have your Chuck Schumer's, you know. Chuck Norris, they also gave us Chuck Schumer. So, (laughs) you know, let's just call it a draw. Yeah, you know, and so you look at today, you might have, you know, this Greta Thunberg, but you also have, you know, Charlie Kirk. And Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro, you know, and these truly incredible leaders, young leaders that are coming up. Stephen Crowder and Brandon Tatum, yeah. Michael Knowles. Um, yeah. Let's, let's talk uh, about Edward, Edward Solomon, who we had on the podcast this last week. We're going to be doing a long form interview this mm-hmm. coming Friday. One of the greatest mathematicians and, and uh, uh, mathematical theorists is yep. like he's in that age group and they're making a difference. These guys have great minds and they came about in a different time influenced by technology on a side note, not to derail us, but I'm going to throw this technology thing too. If I hear one more person that's 50 and older talk about people in their twenties can't go five minutes without their phone. 
you know what? I don't know how many 50-year-olds or 60-year-olds could go five minutes without I their I challenge phone. you 55-year-olds out there who didn't even grow up with that t- technology. Now, these kids have had it their whole life. Yeah. It was inserted into your life. And I doubt you could go to the grocery store and leave your phone at home. Well, man, if you without got a checking block from something. home or two blocks from home, you would go back and get your phone. Oh, man, I'm running to Target, but I got my phone. <laughs> what if somebody needs you? What? What do they need you for? <laughs> yeah. are, you, are you the one that the president calls before they hit the red button? You the, are, you know, if you're a, Do you deliver babies for a living? Yeah, th- then take your phone. But I guarantee most of you, the world will be okay yeah. while you go to Target and come back. <laughs> you know, and so so let that argument go as well. That was just so a true. that was just a side a- note bonus feature. Another great one that man is so impressive is Madison <laughs> Cawthorn. Unbelievable. Twenty five year old uh, was he North Carolina yes. youngest member of Congress. I mean, that is like Well, so you got to be impressive. 25 to run, I think. Yeah, it's so impressive. So they're not going to beat that record much. They'll start measuring it in months or something. But yeah. the kid's amazing. He is. The kid's amazing on so many levels. What a great mind. And and he's he's standing up for the right things, yes. you know. I, I, I love this guy. Yep, pretty um, impressive. So, okay, so then what uh, can we do for wait, these people? Hit one more thing. I don't know in my generation that we had a Ben Shapiro. Right. You know, uh, say for people that are 50, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was 25, 26, 27, when I was 30, you grab somebody off the street and you ask them about what's going on in the Middle East. You ask them who the vice president is. You ask them, you know, the the governor of Michigan versus the governor of Missouri. And how does that affect policy? I mean, these guys today are awake. They're alert. They're Mm -hmm. aware. Mm -hmm. They're informed. Mm -hmm. They seek out information. They don't wonder anything. Right. You sit at a table and you got some youngins there with you and you throw out like, uh, you know, Brad Pitt was in this movie and I wonder who they don't wonder. They just find it out. Mm-hmm. They know they know the information that quick. It's an incredible resource, but they're the most informed and alert generation ever. Definitely ever as far as knowing what now. Now, are they all politically minded the exact same way that you are, you know, depending on whatever if you your age, are politically minded, <laughs> you know, you might not be, Um, you know, I would venture to say it's the vacuums left Mm-hmm. on the seven mountains of influence by my generation, my parents, by my grandparents, mm-hmm. by these generations before that that allowed leftist Marxist ideas to come into our university and have that be the standard normal that these kids are taught. And now make its way down to our high schools, yes. elementary schools, and the curriculum. You know, it's because there was an absence. It's it's because the parents, the grandparents weren't actually having those conversations. Yep. So what happened? There was a, a vacuum and you can't have a vacuum. Something's going to replace it. You know, there's going to be, there's no void there. So, you know, you take, yeah, put your hand in a bucket of water and you take it out. You know, there's no vacuum. There's Doesn't no leave void. a hole. Exactly. Just fills right in. And it filled in full of a bunch of communists, a bunch of Marxists yep. that that infiltrated every program mm-hmm. within our universities and then on down. So so for some of these kids coming out, they're they're passionate. They want to make a difference. Everybody in that age wants to change the world. They want to make a difference. But we just send them off yep. ill-equipped mm-hmm. to be able to combat these professors without better ideas. And you know what? It's not necessary. Because there are so many hopeful things to influence that generation today, but it takes the ones that comes before them 
to pour into the ones that are coming out. And there's tools to be able to do that. Partly that's why Flyover Conservatives is here. Yep, that's exactly, to, it's education. It's better conversations at the water cooler. Yes. You know, it's knowing what is the constitution? What do I believe? What are conservative values? It's having those things. And then you know it first because you can't teach somebody something that you don't know yourself. So it's you knowing your, yourself and then pouring it into the next generation. There's a, a, a lot of conversation about, you know, the Republican Party today and the direction of it and where it's going. Well. First and foremost, I would say just forget about the Republican Party and drill into conservative principles. These kids want to know about values. They want to know Mm -hmm. about principles. Like what are the categories of things that you would look for in a candidate that make your party significant? It's not great because it's the GOP, the grand old party. It's great because of these specific things. Mm -hmm. What are you hanging your hat on? Okay. And what are the principles that you're implementing that help make America great? Yes. It's not great because of a title. It's not great because of tradition. And just because Ronald Reagan was great doesn't necessarily make the Republican Party great. Mm -hmm. It has to be great because it upholds our Constitution. Our Constitution is great and to the degree that we uphold predetermined values and not swayed by individual personalities. So they're looking for those kind of things, but you can't really pour that into the next generation if you don't know yourself. Nancy, it's not personality dependent, it's policy dependent. It's understanding policies. And that, man, again, that's so important. So what are some of the, you know, the different things that we can do to help this next generation? Well, all, Charlie Kirk is... The man, mm-hmm. Charlie Kirk, is the Michael Jordan of of, of influence in his age and his yep. demographic. And I, I'm not going to narrow him to that because he's influential in my life, right? You know, and I'm old enough to be Charlie's dad. Easy, um, but he started an organization called Turning Point USA, TPUSA, and, and they have a campus representative in 2,500 different high school and college campuses across the country. It's amazing, you know. And and, and he's young; he's in his 20s, mid 20s, somewhere. And the guy's sharp. Mm-hmm. I would put him next to anyone, not anyone his age, anyone, anyone on this planet Yep. to talk about foreign policy, domestic policy, mm-hmm. economics, that he's so well-read, he's so sharp, he's so articulate, and he can, and he can, he, he could battle with anybody. Okay. And, and he's done a lot of this heavy lifting for you, created an organization, created podcasts, yep. created uh, campus movements mm-hmm. that, that. You just have to expose this next generation coming to. So, yep. so you take somebody that's like, you know, say you're you're watching this and you're in church. You go to a church and there's young people in your church. It's like, well, you know, the whole taboo thing of we don't talk about politics or religion. You already broke one of them. You're talking about religion. Exactly. And, you know, being the silent majority uh, has not worked for us in the Christian community, you know, over the last few years. You know, it's really gotten us in trouble. That's why we are where we are today, because the plumb line has to be Jesus. Yes. You know, that's where that's where the morality comes from. And so if you remove Jesus from politics, if you remove Jesus from uh, media, if you remove Jesus from any of those seven mountains of influence, there is no plumb line. And that plumb line is what how, how we know where we're going. So I think it's so important that we as conservative Christians, that we do step up, that we are speaking, that we are saying how we feel about politics, about media, about yes. education. And you got to pour into these guys. So even if it, you know, I think this expression takes a village, but grab one of them, take them to coffee, mm-hmm. you know, talk to them after church, talk to the football, you're already at church. Ask them questions about what they're seeing in the political realm. What are they yes. seeing on their campuses in high school? What are they seeing on their campuses at college? And these kids come back at Christmas. Ask them, hey, hey, what are some of the most influential conversations that you've had and received while you were 
you know, on campus and then provide these guys tools, turn them into, uh, help them find the, the, the turning point campus rep you know, uh, get, at their school. Get them some PragerU videos. Oh my gosh, I love PragerU videos. The best. They're always very short. They're so informative. Um, but then, you know, you watch one, it's like, oh, I got another five minutes. You watch another and pretty soon, you know, you're an hour into it. And you're like, wow, animated, I have learned so much. Quick and clever. And there's been over over 4.5 billion views wow. of PragerU videos. It's one of the most influential things in our country today that when it comes to educating, uh, I say everybody, everyone. I was going to say, gonna matter, say young people. You, you don't have to say young people, it's everyone. I could go there, close my eyes, scroll through and click on something yep. and learn something. You got Carol Swain and you know some of the, the, some of the, the best minds, yes. you know, the Dinesh D'Souza's and mm-hmm. Ben Shapiro's got one, but the, the brightest mind in the world at that topic sharing their experience and sharing facts. Yeah, and so, Candace Owens is working with them. And man, she has a podcast. She has with, a with podcast. Them. It's excellent. So, so these are tools. You don't have to. You say, well, what do I do for these? You know, what if they don't listen to me? Well, get them to listen to a five-minute video, yes. and it kind of becomes a rabbit hole to five hours from now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at one hour from now, two hours from now, because you watch one Prager you, they slide into several. So, so true. it's a great resource. The heavy lifting has been done for you. You've got to educate your mind so you have something better to pour in. But as long as you're one video ahead of whoever mm-hmm. you're talking to, you can then now help teach, mentor, and invest into them. That's exactly right. So many other programs to check into. You've got, uh, oh, another thing, if you want to invest in them, you could get them to the Conservative Political Action Conference. CPAC. Exactly. It's actually February the 25th in Orlando. So I mean, that would be an amazing opportunity to be a part of something like that, whether this year or next year, but they do have it every year. So that would well, be a great conference. You watch it online yourself. You're going to have great talking points mm-hmm. for when your nieces and nephews come back and you see them at spring break or Absolutely. You, know, you have conversations with them because you're going to know the hottest topics, the things that are affecting them the most packaged in some of the best arguments that there are. Exactly. Another organization is Young Americans Foundation. There's another one, YAF, great organization. Helping introducing students to conservative ideas, conservative principles on campuses and off campus, but but putting great speakers in places where the left is trying to keep them out. Mm -hmm. They may charge an extra $25,000. One time it was over $200,000 in security fees to have Ben Shapiro on a campus to be able to share conservative ideas. And so they have all these hired security to keep, you know, the Antifa and everybody else out of there. These guys help financially make that possible. So if if you're going to contribute, that's a great organization Mm -hmm. to to plug into. But there's there's people making good ideas easy to find, but you got to be in alignment with them. You got to be aware and you got to plug the next generation into them. And if and, you know somebody that's a millennial or generation uh, Z, send them to flyoverconservatives.com. You know, help them be a part of that community where they're getting the newsletter. They are able to be a part of the Facebook group. They're hearing the podcast. You know, these are all here to help educate for sure. So, okay. So if you have said this, like we were talking about today, if you have put down that generation, we just want to say, wipe it off. There's yep. no- there's no shame here. I wipe off anything off of you. I wipe off of you as well. No guilt and shame. It's just, what am I going to do in the future? How can I speak life? How can I sift through this sand to find the gold You know, in this person and then call the gold out? It's much easier to find a cat turd than it is to find gold. But <laughs> every, every sandbox in the world has one. Exactly. It's, not, it's not a trophy that you find one. No. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to find the gold. And once I find the gold, I'm going to speak life into this person and I'm going to declare over them what their future future could look like, you know, and every person, I don't care who they are, they have gold. And so it's finding that and speaking that over them. And and, and being intentional, if you're so focused on, 
you know, what you don't want, that becomes your consuming reality. And to you, that is the reality. Yes. But when you focus on the Candace Owens and the Brandon Tatums and the Charlie Kirks and the Ben Shapiro's and Steven Crowder, you know, is funny and irreverent and and, and has a great show, yep. Louder with Crowder. So and there's so many more we could list. None of those things existed in my generation that right. they had available today. And now there's so much. Yep. So you got to focus on, man, there are batches and waves of fired up conservatives that love our country, that it's love true. our constitution. That, that literally bleed red, white, and blue. They love it. So when you focus on those guys, it's very encouraging. It's very encouraging. So so control your eyes a little bit and then control your mouth and, and be speaking you know, about the good things that are coming up as well. So anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. Share this with someone. You know, Take the time to think, who could this help? Share it with someone. We appreciate it. And our goal is truly to educate and help others for sure. We love to respond to every single comment down below. So comment give us a give us a like if you liked it if you didn't don't hit the down like button <laughs> <laughs> just it, look for another one watch another one you might like but, another one of our podcasts better maybe you'll like the next one better but give us a comment down below we would love to engage with you in conversation if you agree or disagree you know either way so um, we just thank you again for joining us we bless you that truly the future is better than the past that every day in every way you're getting better and better and the world around you is getting better and better. So wake up, speak up, and show up. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you soon. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacy Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day. Yeah.